Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Peace upon Moses and Aaron. Sadaqallahul Aliyul Azim. Respected brothers and sisters, dearest viewers, wherever you may be, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah wa barakatuh. Last night we looked at the life of Prophet Musa alayhi salam alongside his brother Prophet Harun alayhi salam. If you haven't watched that episode, then please go back on our YouTube and Facebook and watch that episode there as well as the other previous episodes that we've done on this Ramadan special. But please do continue following us by watching us on YouTube and Facebook live streams, any IPTV, your iOS and Android devices by downloading the Imam Hussein TV app. Tonight inshallah we continue with the life of Prophet Musa alayhi salam with his brother, brother Prophet Harun alayhi salam as Prophet Musa is the most mentioned Prophet in the Quran. Before I start, I'd like to thank each and every one of you for constantly texting in your messages. The Sayyid is trying to answer them, but we unfortunately run out of time in the episodes. But please do keep them coming in. I'm your host, Minhal Khafaji, and the life, continuing with the life of Prophet Musa salam and Prophet Harun with Dr. Sayyid Aman Nakhshani. Sayyidna, Salamun Alaikum. Wa Alaikum Assalam wa Rahmatullah. Very well, thanks. Very well. Alhamdulillah. Now, Sayyidna, Fir'aun was defeated. What happened next? What was the next stages? Because it must have been great for the Israelites. Well, he wasn't completely defeated, you know, he was still in power. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was frustrated. Mm. Uh, he was frustrated when these magicians were defeated by what he just thought was stronger magic by Moses salam. Although I do remember reading one tradition that Fir'aun did contemplate mm. giving in and submitting uh, to the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but that Haman, and that's why it's always very important who our best friends are, who our closest friends are. Yep. His best friend was Haman, his closest advisor was Haman. And Haman said to him that, listen, don't fall for this guy's trickery. It's only a matter of time before his people are completely defeated. But let's be patient now. His people are the ones who have got one on us. And Pharaoh takes a, a step back. Uh, the children of Israel all of a sudden are in a privileged position, but they don't seem to be wanting to take advantage of this moment because you find that amongst them they were still doubtful. Um, and amongst them there were people who were just happy to continue living their lives uh, with the relative freedom that they had more than they had before. And that in a way, he frustrated Nabi Musa because Nabi Musa thought that the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had just helped them, they would now all of a sudden be in a privileged position where they would all come together as a community. Mm-hmm. He told them, listen, build houses next to each other. Let's go and pray with one another. And only a few were changing because of that victory against the sorcerers. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, the majority of them were just content to be living the way that they were living before. Some even weren't too concerned with the miracle of the victory against uh, the, the magicians of Pharaoh. Some even stayed loyal to Pharaoh. Oh. Yeah, you would think that yeah. when you've seen such a miracle, exactly. you yourself get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But there were some amongst them who didn't change at all. They remained loyal to Fir'aun. And one of them was Musa's auntie's son. Nabi Musa salam's auntie's son was called Qarun. Qarun. I believe that Qarun was in the court of Fir'aun already well connected. Because in the Quran, 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions Fir'aun, Haman and Qarun together. It shows mm. that this was a triumvirate who yeah, were very yeah. close to one another. Now, when you get backstabbed by your own family member, it hurts. And Qarun was already very well connected in the palace. And for him, that was the most important thing in this world. Um, it, you know, as long as I'm connected to the powers that be and they're looking after my lifestyle, that's all I care about. You know, he wasn't too concerned with anything else. And so what Qarun does is he begins to amass this great amount of wealth. Now, you imagine that many Israel who've just been affected by the victory mm -hmm. against uh, by Moses against the uh, magicians. But they still see that somebody like Qarun, who's one of them, can still enjoy this dunya and be close to Pharaoh and make as much money as possible. And for some communities, money is the be all and end all. And so what happens is that when they're seeing Qarun, you know, Qarun, the key, the key yeah. to open his treasure yeah. or his safe where he keeps all of his wealth, mm -hmm. the key, you needed many people just to carry the key. No way. That's how much money this man had. And Nabi Musa alayhi salam said to them that, listen, don't let the wealth that he has affect you. Pharaoh uh, has a lot of wealth, but Pharaoh was finished in one moment with the sorcerers. So, you know, don't be affected by Qarun's uh, wealth. But there were some who were like, you know what? Qarun's one of us. He's made it. We can't see the heaven that you promise us. Similar to Umar bin Sa'ad and Hur bin Yazid al-Riyahi at yes. Karbala. When Umar bin Sa'ad is like, listen, the Jannah Hussein speaks about, I can't see, but I can see the land of Ray awaiting mm -hmm. me. And Qarun and, the, and some members of the Bani Israel were similar. In that they were like, you know what, Qarun's made it big. Moses doesn't make you big. Moses doesn't make you wealthy. Moses doesn't make you powerful. Mm -hmm. Moses still makes us live in pretty basic households and environments. Mm -hmm. And what happens is that they all fall for Qarun. Yeah, subhanAllah, Qarun, like anybody else, the moment arrogance affects them, they drown, they're That's destroyed. It. And you found that that Qarun, when you know, Moses would say to him, listen, that wealth that you've earned, alhamdulillah, it's good, but that wealth that you earn, give it back to the community, share with the community, let everybody grow in the community. And Allah has blessed you with this wealth. He will be like, no, I made this wealth by myself. No one's blessed me. And the most arrogant thing you could do as a human being mm -hmm. is when you start saying that I am the reason for everything. I became wealthy because of my hard work. Mm -hmm. I achieved high grades at university because of my hard work. I have the best job because of my... No, first we say Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen. Yeah. All praise is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. <laughs> because wherever we have, whatever we have achieved, we, we would not have achieved it were it not for the blessings of who? For the blessings Allah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yeah. That Qarun, eventually the earth swallows him. And again, Pharaoh is baffled by this moment, but Pharaoh still doesn't change. He's still arrogant. Nothing's affecting him. So when that takes place, you find that Bani Israel were affected. But wow, you know what? Moses was actually right. What do you mean Moses was actually right? Moses is a prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yeah. Moses alayhi salam completely annihilated Pharaoh and his power. And you're like, well, yeah, I suppose he was right. And what happened to the children of Israel? They became too arrogant uh, after the victory of Musa. Yeah. So when they became too arrogant, they started to become complacent. Mm -hmm. And they started to behave in a way which was not befitting mm -hmm. of people who have a messenger amongst them. Remember, this is also 
uh, being told to the Jewish community in Medina yeah, yeah. that you know what this Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa amongst you not only knows your stories, not only mm. knows your history. Why is Musa the most mentioned prophet in the Quran? Because there's a huge Jewish community in Medina. You're going to interact and exchange with them information to mm. show them that, listen, we know what happened. Exactly. But also, don't neglect this Messiah the way you neglected that Messiah. Mm. Give you an example. Surah Al-Baqarah. What's Baqarah in English? Cow. Cow. Many ask, why is it called Surah Al-Baqarah? Why would a chapter of the Quran be named after a cow? Mm -hmm. An incident with one cow highlighted just how rude Bani Israel had become. That instead of honoring Nabi Musa alayhi salam, they had now been in a position where they were actually making fun of him. You see what happened? An incident occurred amongst the Bani Israel mm. where somebody was killed unjustly. Who did it? Nobody knows. Nabi Musa asked the community, who did this? Not me. Who did this? Not me. He said, listen, God will forgive. If you admit, God will forgive. Yeah. Not me. He said, so none of you are willing to admit? No. If you've done this in a wrong way, you regret, tell us. Mm. No. At the same time, there was a young man Allah loved because of the way he behaved with his parents in the community. So in the community, always you always have the very pure, you have yeah. the good, and you have the filthy. Mm -hmm. That young man looked after his parents. Allah had blessed them with a beautiful cow. Mm. And that would be a source for them, yeah. you know, where one day it could be sold for a great amount. Look how things come together. Nabi Musa said, my Lord has said to me, O children of Israel, this crime is a huge crime. You kill one person, it's like you've killed the whole of humanity. We're going to find out who's done it. So when we're going to find out who's done it, mm -hmm. how are we going to find out? Go and slaughter a cow. They're like, you think we're fools? He's like, no, go slaughter a cow. Mm -hmm. And in Surah Al-Baqarah, it mentions that. It mentions that story in Surah Al-Baqarah, the Surah that you mentioned. In Surah Al-Baqarah, everyone knows chapter 2, in verses 67 till 71. It says, Bismillah ar-Rahman rahim And recall when Musa said to his people, Indeed, Allah command, commands you to slaughter a cow. Allah commands you to slaughter a cow, yes. They said, do you take us in ridicule? You're saying we're fools, Musa? He Who? said, I seek refuge in Allah from being among the ignorant. Correct. They said, call upon your Lord to make clear to us what it is. Okay, this cow, you want us to slaughter. Nabi Musa just said to them what? He just said slaughter a cow. Slaughter a cow. Slaughter a baqara. Yeah. That's all he said to them. Mm -hmm. Okay. Most... Now at that moment when he said to them slaughter a cow. What would you do if a prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells you. Minhal mm. slaughter a cow. What would be the first thing you do straight away? You'd go and slaughter, the slaughter cow. a cow. Yeah, that's it. They're looking at him. They're like, what did they say to him Minhal? They said, do you take us in ridicule? Yes. Uh, he said, I seek refuge in Allah from being among the ignorant. They said, call upon your Lord to make clear yes. to us what it is. Musa said, Allah says, it is a cow which is neither old nor virgin, but median between that. Okay, it's a cow, it's neither old. Nor median. 
Nor a virgin. Nor a virgin. But medium, medium between that. Yep. At that moment, just go and slaughter. No, again. They said, call upon your Lord to show us what is her color. What's the color? They're, they're now taking the mick out of yes. the Prophet. Yeah. Okay? They've reached a level now where they don't appreciate Allah has sent them a barakah in Nabi mm. Musa alayhi salam. Mm. They don't appreciate that only a few years ago, they were all the worst of the society. Yeah. Now they have some sort of respect. Pharaoh can't even touch them. Mm-hmm. Because of Nabi Musa alayhi salam. Instead of honoring this, they're taking the mick out of the Prophet. Which color, which size, and then what do they say? And then they said, call upon your Lord to make clear to us what it is. Indeed, all cows look alike to us. And indeed, we, if Allah wills, will be guided. All cows look alike to us. You know what? So, if we leave it there, what we see is, he only said to them, we'll slaughter a cow. They're looking for details. Ah, details. Eventually, which cow did they find? That young man. Yeah. That young man's cow, they came, they got that cow which fitted that description. Remember, Allah looks after your rizq, he's looking after someone else's rizq, but you can't see the Mm. plans, how they are working together. Yes. That young man, because he was good with his parents, Allah wanted his cow to earn an amount of money for their family in a case that had nothing to do with them. Yep. So when they came, they took that cow, they slaughtered the cow. Mm -hmm. When they slaughtered the cow... Still, they couldn't find who the killer was. Now, Nabi Musa at this moment was wondering, hold on, Allah told me to slaughter a cow, we'll find mm. out who the killer is. We still can't find out who the killer is. He then realized that they hadn't paid the young man the full amount. Uh-huh. They bought the cow, but they owed the young man money. Mm-hmm. So Nabi Musa said, pay him. They said, but it's expensive. Was that pay him for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to ensure his justice? There is nothing too expensive. They paid him. At that moment, he said, get the tail of that cow. Strike it on the person who's been killed. The moment he struck it, the person came back alive in front of them. Now tell me, Minhaj, if that person comes back alive in front of you, wouldn't you at this moment change your ways? 100%. You'd come towards the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 100%, hands down. That That person stood up. If Jesus can raise the dead and make them alive, why can't Musa? Prophet of Allah. He said... I was killed by those two because they were jealous that I married their cousin. At that moment, that was a huge sign. Mm-hmm. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allowed him to live for a long time. Another 70 years was given to him because he said, Ya Allah, I ask you in the names of Muhammad and Al-Muhammad. Imagine from that time, Al-Muhammad are mentioned. Nabi Musa would mention Muhammad and Al-Muhammad many times. Even when we come to the second covenant and the first covenant later on, we'll see that. So what happens is, Bani Israel are becoming very rude. Mm-hmm. They're, they're taking the mick out of their prophet. They're insulting their prophet. Fir'aun at the same time is looking at them. He's thinking, you know what? I can't take this anymore. Mm. These people are getting too much. They're getting away with too much. Fir'aun decides I'm going to start massacring them again. When he starts saying that, do you know what they said to Nabi Musa? You're of no use. You came here. You did nothing for us. Look at us. We're being killed again. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted to reply back to them and to Fir'aun. Fir'aun, you think your, your power is great, that you can start killing people again. I already showed you the miracle of Musa. Still, you're arrogant. You know what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala started doing? The calamities came down upon Egypt one after another in the hope that the children of Israel would get closer to Allah and believe in Musa. Yeah. And in the hope that Fir'aun would finally say, La ilaha illallah. You would think, yeah. you know what came down the children of Israel? There was a drought uh, on, on Egypt, there was a whole drought. 
Fir'aun at that moment said, yes, yes, now I believe in the Lord of Musa. The moment the drought goes, forget the Lord of Musa. Then the river Nile became blood. Imagine one day you see the river Thames, mm. just blood. You would think that's a sign. Listen, yeah. stop being arrogant. Yes. yes, yes, you know what? That's it, Musa. Tell God that I will never be arrogant again. I only believe in God. The moment that river Nile comes back to normal, Fir'aun's back to his old tricks again. There was frogs everywhere, locusts everywhere, hails everywhere, mm. reduction in the stock. This is mentioned in the Bible and the Quran. That there's calamities which hit the, the people of Egypt. Fir'aun, one minute the calamity comes, say, that's it, that's it, Musa. I yeah. promise, tell God no more. And then he would go back to his old ways. So the children of Israel at this moment, many of them were witnessing the signs coming from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. <laughs> the signs as a reminder. Fir'aun himself, the arrogance had begun to overtake him. Mm -hmm. Even when the children of Israel, after all of this, when there was a drought, they'd come to Musa and say, Musa, tell God to give us rain. God would put rain for them. God would look after them. Fir'aun said, you know what? Enough of this God. He makes frogs come all over my city. The river Nile become blood. Hail storms everywhere. There's a drought. I'm going to kill God. Uh, how exactly do you think you're going to kill God? <laughs> I'm going to build such a high tower that I'm going to shoot God. In the process of building that high tower, yeah. you know, that, that's the only thing that occupied Pharaoh's mind. That's it. High tower, I'm going to go up there, I'm going to shoot an arrow, blood comes down, God is dead. Probably just killed a pigeon or something. So when he did all of this, and at this moment, Nabi Musa, Allah tells him, leave Egypt now. Mm. While he's preoccupied with that monument that he's building with Haman, you get all your people together and get out. And it's famously known as Exodus. The Exodus, Exodus as Bob Marley would one day mm -hmm. remind us. So that Exodus, what was it? The Exodus was 700,000 of the Bani Israel. All of them, all of a sudden, left Egypt. Pharaoh is watching his building. Someone comes to him and says, listen, there's problems. What is it? Bani Israel have all left Egypt to go towards the Syrian territories. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, that whole area, of course, geographically, things change with the maps that we have these days. He said, they've all gone. So just, they've all gone. Mm -hmm. He said, get all the soldiers ready. We will chase them and we will kill Musa. And we'll kill Bani Israel. Bani Israel going with Nabi Musa alayhi salam. Having seen all of this, when they get towards the Red Sea, you find that the Bani Israel are like, uh, how are we going to cross this? He's like, listen, trust me. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has looked after us all yeah. this way. You think Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not going to look after us crossing the sea? 100%. Get ready. They're like, but are you sure? <laughs> what do you mean? But this is a prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It shows you there are many who believe in religion through lip service, but the iman is not there. Yep. Are you sure we're going to be able to cross? Jibrail said to him, get ready, go through. And that whole sea opened up for them. They're like, but Moses, Moses, we're going to get wet. Should not get wet, Habibi. Until you're able to cross the sea. We're going to get wet, we're going to get wet. Okay, make it all dry for them where they're walking. Moses, we're going to get, you know, we're going to need some uh, water. We're going to be thirsty where we are. Let there be water ready for them. Moses, we're going to need food, food. Send the manna and salwa, which you see mm -hmm. mentioned within the yeah, whole Quran. Yeah, in chapter 10 verse 90, it says, And we took the children of Israel across the sea, and Pharaoh and his soldiers pursued them in tyranny, 
and enmity until when drowning overtook him, he said, Manna and Salwa, what were they? Manna and Salwa were these, this was some, you know, there's different narrations which mention coriander seeds, mm -hmm. some narrations mention beans, some narrations mushrooms. Suffice for us to say that this was food that was ready, ready for them, anything yeah. they want. Now, Fir'aun comes to the area of the sea. When Fir'aun and his soldiers see the sea open, Fir'aun, mm -hmm. you know what he says? I told you that I am in charge of all of this. The sea has opened for me. He used that for his own benefit. <laughs> so then his soldiers all begin to cross. Mm. Children of Israel are thinking, you know what, he's going to get here. Because many mm. of them lacked Iman. Yep. Many lacked Iman. Mm. Subhanallah. I remember before the Battle of Badr, we are on the anniversary of the Battle of Badr. Yes. Just before the Prophet fought in the Battle of Badr, peace be upon him and his family. Mm. The Quraysh were how many? 950 or more. Yeah. Islam was how many? 313. Prophet asked the companions, you ready to join me? One famous companion, mm -hmm. I don't want to mention on TV. You know, you mention on yeah. TV, people say sectarian trouble. Let's leave it. Let's just say one famous companion. Companion X. Companion X, he said, we're going to be defeated. They have great soldiers. There's no way we're going to win. Because he himself was a lousy soldier. Mm. However, Al-Maqdad. Allah ordered me to love four. Salman, Abu Dhar, Maqdad and Ammar. People say the Shia do not respect the Sahaba. Habibi, the Quran says, some of them are munafiqun. whole surah is called munafiqun. <laughs> some of them are the mu'minun. There's a surah on the mu'minun. Some so, of them have got good moments and bad moments. Mm -hmm. There's every different levels. But for us, Salman, Abu Dhar, Ammar, Miqdad. These are ones we revere. Al-Miqdad so, said, we will not say what the children of Israel said to Moses. Go you and your Lord. We are with you all the way. Yes. Children of Israel? Many of them lack the iman. Mm. They saw so many signs, but too arrogant, mm -hmm. like the Iman. And so what happened was, they're looking thinking, you know what? These guys are going to cross over and they're going to finish us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala caused Fir'aun, the one who called himself Rabb and Ilah and Malik, found out who the real Rabb is. Yeah. Who's the Malik and who's the Ilah? And he was drowning. And he says, now I believe in the Lord of Musa. And there's one word in reply. Al-an. What is mm. that word? Minhal. Al-an. Waqad Subhanallah. Now. Now. And you had disobeyed him before and were of the corruptors. Now you say la ilaha illallah when you are drowning. And Allah made him a sign. He didn't just drown. He, his body came to shore. So mm. everybody realizes. For every Fir'aun. Whether it's that time or Yazid, yeah. later on, all these Farah'ina will eventually perish. Mm. Their wealth, their arrogance will be of no avail to them. You'd think, O oh Minhal, yeah. that Bani Israel have now and will now become the most religious people in the world. Because you'd think that now they have seen that Nabi Musa was able to have a stick become a snake. 
had the power of the white hand. Nabi Musa spoke to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You'd think that they saw the calamities that befell Pharaoh. You would think that they were now, tell me, who could have a sea open for him to walk across? Can you imagine now we're with our friends and we're chilling by the beach and then all of a sudden the sea just opens up. Guys, just walk across and now the water comes back. You would think. But you know the human being, however many signs God sends them, mm -hmm. they make excuses for not following. Yeah. And what we're about to see is the most unbelievable group of people you'll ever see in Quranic history. Who Allah blessed with everything, within a few moments they forgot Allah. Inshallah we'll continue. Ahsantum Sayyidina, Ahsantum. Thank you very much for your time for that first part of the life of Prophet Musa continuing with his brother Prophet Harun salam. Do stay tuned for the second part. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah wa barakatuh. Assalamu alaikum and a very warm welcome back to you all dearest brothers and sisters and respected viewers wherever you are. Now before the break we were discussing the arrogance of the people of Israel. If you thought the people before with the other prophets were arrogant then these are a different category of arrogant. Now Sayyidina you were cut off by the break, please continue. When they saw that Pharaoh had been defeated mm -hmm. You found that Nabi Musa السلام, had amongst them some very loyal people like Nabi Harun. Mm -hmm. There was another person by the name of Caleb who was very loyal. He was the one who had told them when they were skeptical about crossing the sea. He's the one who said to them, don't worry, Moses is looked after by God. And if we ask in the name of Muhammad and Al Muhammad, Allah will ensure that we cross safely. But then amongst them there were people whose Iman was also very fickle. They were the ones who used to always complain that Moses, ever since you came to us, we haven't really seen much success. These people whose Iman is that fickle can be swayed in any direction. And when they had been saved from Fir'aun and had crossed the sea, you found that they saw some people who were worshipping an idol. And they liked the way that that idol was constructed. Mm -hmm. And so what happened to them was that some of them started to say things like, why can't we have an idol like that? And slowly you begun to notice that amongst these people, the aqidah, the belief system, was all over the place. Now, Nabi Musa alayhi salam, Something clearly had happened now because if Pharaoh and his soldiers were all destroyed, mm -hmm. what does that mean? That means that Egypt is now wiped out. Wiped out in the sense of what? In the sense that all the prominent powers mm -hmm. that were ruling Egypt are no longer in their privileged positions. So mm -hmm. Nabi Musa salam, the first thing he did was that he told 10,000 
of the 700,000 that had taken part in the exodus. Mm -hmm. He told them that you all go back to Egypt. Collect a lot of the wealth that is there. Bring it back to me. Because I'm going to need it when we're going to go towards the holy promised land. Mm. So 10,000 of them went back to Egypt. Egypt. The rest of them stayed with Nabi Musa A group of them came and said, listen, this journey is going to be arduous. Mm. We need water. Nabi Musa said, go towards that area. Allah has prepared water for you. We need more food supplies because, you know, our kids get hungry. Our mm. elders get tired. Yeah. Nabi Musa said, Allah has provided you. As we said with the manna and the salwa and the coriander seeds mm -hmm. and the beans and the quails and all these different opinions about what that different type of food was. Because mm -hmm. in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks of the exchanges that these people are having. Yeah. Constantly complaining, never grateful. Mm -hmm. And the worst aspect of a community is when they are not grateful. Yeah. Be grateful for what you have. Stop complaining. Make use of your resources, make use of that which is around you. It was around that time that Nabi Musa السلام, was called by his Lord, mm. where he becomes the third of the Ulul as who was the first? Nabi Nuh. Nabi Nuh. And who was the second? Nabi Ibrahim. Nabi Ibrahim. Humanity has developed, mm -hmm. intellects have grown, evolved, new messages needed. Mm -hmm. A sharia, a set of principles and lessons from the lives of the prophets who had come before Moses salam. So we had Suhaf Ibrahim shortly before Musa. Mm -hmm. And now you had Nabi Musa salam saying that I'm going towards my Lord. For all of you have asked me, when is the Lord going to reveal scripture the way he revealed to Abraham? Mm -hmm. And the way that he revealed the Noahide laws, mm -hmm. the Suhaf of Ibrahim. Nabi Musa said to them that I'm going to go towards my Lord for a period of how long? 30 days. Uh -huh. And Allah decides to increase it by 10, which comes to a total of 40. 40. Of course, when Allah says how long Moses was meant to go to the mount, he says 40. Mm. But when Moses says, Moses says 30, because the difference between Allah's knowledge and Moses' knowledge. SubhanAllah. Here, Nabi Musa salam does something which every prophet does. Never leave their people without appointing, announcing a successor, mm -hmm. a guide. Yeah. Why? If you leave it up to the people, people will choose their best friend, the one who suits their political interests, exactly. their family members. Nabi Musa makes it clear, while I am gone and I'm going to come back to you with the news, with the revelation, Harun, my brother. Mm -hmm. We said Harun was his elder brother. Mm -hmm. 
He's the one you follow. Mm -hmm. He is your prophet. He's the one you obey. Mm -hmm. All of his commands are commands from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yep. Some of the members of Bani Israel started to get frustrated in that 30-day period. Where's Musa? When's he coming back? We want to see this revelation. Amongst them was this very skilled goldsmith, mm. a smith of a particular yeah, orientation yeah. by the name of the Samari. Mm -hmm. Samari was a known person of the Bani Israel, one of the first to cross the Red Sea. And Samari, when crossing the Red Sea, had noticed something. The Rasul that the Quran mentions refers to Jibra'il. He meant he himself admits that I had seen where Jibra'il had mounted and therefore from there I took some of what dust came from the wings of Jibra'il or the hooves of what Jibra'il was riding. Yeah. There are all these different opinions. Mm -hmm. There's even a doubt as to whether he actually took the dust. Or rather it's just a lie that he himself invented. Yeah. But subhanAllah, in every nation there's a Samari. Mm -hmm. A person who's from amongst the religion who ends up destroying the religion from within. Prophets always faced a Samari. Yep. Musa had a Samari. Isa had a Samari. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi, in his ummah there was a Samari. In every community there's a Samari. He is somebody who says I believe in the religion. By the time the Prophet has gone, he's destroyed the religion. He's changed the religion. He's innovated. Mm. Bid'ah after bid'ah come from him. Every nation had a Samari. Mm. The children of Israel, <laughs> feet weren't even dry yet from the crossing of the sea. They were prostrating, doing sujood to an idol. It's interesting that people would come to the Ahlul Bayt after the Prophet died and say, look how your people left you. And the reply would be, you people's feet weren't even dry yet and you left Nabi Musa alayhi salam. Don't come and attack us. <laughs> exactly. But subhanAllah, if I continue that metaphor, mm. Bani Israel, what's happened with Musa and Harun, mm. Saqifah, what's happened with the Holy Prophet and Imam Ali. Why did the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, always say, Ali is to me like Harun was to Musa. Ali is to me like Harun was to Musa. Mm -hmm. Except that there is no prophet after me. Why would the Holy Prophet, peace be upon his family, always say that? What happened to Imam Ali was what happened to Harun. Mm -hmm. What happened to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa is what happened to Nabi Musa. Nabi, yeah. After that messenger had left them, they left his teachings and abandoned his family. Nabi Musa السلام, left them for that short while. He took 70 of supposedly what he thought was the best of them mm. to come with him. They abandoned the religion. They started to leave the teachings of the religion. Imam Ali السلام, the moment the Holy Prophet died, peace be upon his family, people abandoned Imam Ali. Fatima al-Zahra died within a few months. Amazing similarities. Yeah. The Prophet would not leave the people without telling them who they lead on. Likewise, Rasulullah says, Ali used to me like Harun was to Musa. Look at the similarities. Exactly. 
Hadith Al-Manzila is one of the most important Ahadith in the history of the religion mm -hmm. of Islam. So now what happens? Nabi Musa has gone with those 70 from Bani Israel. Mm -hmm. These people are doing sujood. Harun, Nabi Harun comes to them says, What are you doing? Mm -hmm. Do you not fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? There's no respect. Mm -hmm. You're worshipping this. Because Samari was crafty. He made exactly. sure it's golden calf. Nicely constructed. Mm -hmm. Whether there was a noise coming from it or no is open to question whether that's him making noises, <laughs> whether he structured it in a certain way. But this person knew what he was doing. Exactly. Get that fire, get that gold. This man knew what he was doing. And they were all prostrating before it. Does Nabi Musa know this? Nabi Musa was those 70. Now, when Nabi Musa has gone with those 70, Allah reveals to him the Torah, the Torah. Mm -hmm. The Alwah or the Loh that's mentioned is yeah. where the Torah is written. Uh -huh, that's okay. where it's written. How many of them? I don't know. When it says Al-Wah, it could be two, three. Whether you can write the whole Torah on those three, because you know, the, the revelations tell us in other religions that he came back carrying them. And you know, when he received them, it was a big honor for him. He went down in sujood. Those 70 who were with him didn't. Those are supposed to be the... They're supposed to be the best. best. Wow. That's why we have a hadith from the Imam where he says, the reason Allah appoints his leaders on earth is because sometimes not even the Imam is aware of the nifaq in everybody. Where Musa wasn't you know, aware, he thought these were the good ones. Mm. How can we then leave people to decide who their leader is? Only Allah knows what's inside everybody. He's the one who chooses. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is that he looks at these 70, they're skeptical. When we came with you for the revelation, we expected to see God. Where is he? It's like, what? They're like, we want to see him. Where is he? How does he look like? He's like, I'm telling you, I've received revelations from my Lord. I've received the Torah. These are the alwah. He wrote everything down. They're like, no, 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 show us God. We want, see, we want to see God. Can we see God? Some Muslims in the world today have the aqidah that Allah can be seen. They say he has a hand. They say he has a shin. They say he has a uh, feet. They in the school of Ahlul Bayt, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala cannot be seen on the basis of Musa with these 70. Why? Because these 70 said, we want to see. Allah said, they can never see me. But if they think they can see me, let them look at the mountains. Mm. I'll reveal an aorta of my light. If the mountain stays in this position, they can see me. The mountain just fell, destroyed, they died. All 70. All died, 70. all 70. You're saying, let me see Allah. If Allah decides just with a second, the mountain destroys, you're all dead. Nabi Musa pleaded to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Ya Allah. If I go back to my people with these 70 dead, how do I explain it? Allah allowed those 70 to come back alive. Yeah. Nabi Musa now has the alwa' and where's he gone back? He's thinking he's going back to people who are, who are believers in la ilaha illallah. Mm. He comes back, he sees 500,000 people in sujood to an idol. Astaghfirullah. 
Then he sees 12,000 next to Harun. Mm. What's happened, Harun? Some say that Nabi Musa became angry with Harun. Mm -hmm. Some say that Nabi Musa took the tablets and smashed them on the ground on the basis mm -hmm. of Islamic teachings. And that's an important area. Say that he smashed the tablets. A prophet of God, is he allowed to smash? Is he allowed to be angry like this with God's words, smashing the tablets? He's not angry with God's words. He's angry with them for not showing respect to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mm -hmm. by now worshipping these idols. With Allah having given them so much, mm. saved them from Pharaoh, they end up worshipping an idol. But what's the difference between you and Pharaoh then? Nabi Musa is not angry with Allah or the words of Allah. Nabi Musa السلام, is looking at them and saying that what are you people? When we come to Nabi Yunus in a few nights, yeah. not angry with Allah, angry with the people's behavior. Mm. When he pulls Harun by the beard, some say that this was disrespect. No, it's him at this moment. Even the Arabs, when they used to say hello to each other, some of them used to pull each other by the beard, say salam alaikum, really? then begin talking. You can find this in the time of the Holy Prophet. I remember Urwa bin Mas'ud al-Thaqafi on the day of Hudaybiyah came to say salam. Uh, he, 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 he pulled the beard of the Prophet and then talked to him. Mughira bin Shu'bah, I don't know if it was later. Mughira bin Shu'bah comes and tells him, how dare you do that? Mm -hmm. And then the Prophet said, listen, this is the way they talk to each other. They say salam by pulling each other's beards. Yes. Now, Nabi Musa السلام, said to him, he said, you know, they, they followed the Samari. And that Samari admitted that he was the one who constructed this. Of course, they ensured that it was all thrown back into the sea. That calf mm -hmm. was thrown back into the sea. Mm -hmm. But subhanAllah, they did not take advantage of the blessing of Musa, of the Torah, the teachings that were in the Torah. And that would be the beginning of their downfall. Mm. That would be the beginning of their exile. Because because of their behavior, they were now to be in the wilderness for 40 years. Their arrogance towards Nabi Musa and Nabi Harun meant that as much as they wanted to be by the Holy Land, Allah postponed it until there was a humility coming back from them. Mm. In this period, of course, there was the first covenant and the second covenant. Uh -huh. The first covenant and the second covenant that he made with the children of Israel. What were those exactly? The first one, again, set of wise sayings that were given to them along the lines of, you know, charity and its importance and other moral areas. The second of them in our hadiths is that Allah said to them, all your actions have a standard and they are the belief and the love of Muhammad and Al-Muhammad. And there was amongst them those who would always mention Rasulullah, mention Imam Ali. From that time, from that time, mm -hmm. there was a love 
for the Ahlul Bayt of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, and his family. And you found that now they were in the wilderness, in exile, and they'd remain in that exile for a period of 40 years. And they'd still be making fun that when they'd enter the Holy Land, ask Allah for forgiveness. And they'd say, playing on the words, they'd say, we want to ask Allah to give us more wheat. You know, Arabic wheat, oh. you talk of hinta, they yeah. enter the gate of hitta and they start making fun of hitta with the word hinta. This was a people Allah blessed with 600 prophets and with each one they continued arrogance over arrogance. Allah, when he says in the Quran that I favored you over all of the people, yeah. you were the chosen ones. But what's the problem with the chosen ones? When they believe they are chosen, they become extremely arrogant over everybody. And then they believe that their land is chosen, their people are chosen, and anybody who gets in their way, they're willing to kill. Like Nabi Musa, like Nabi Harun, they were ready to kill them, were it not for the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And nobody gave as much difficulty to Nabi Musa, not even Pharaoh like Bani Israel. And I think that when Musa السلام, meets Khidr, as we'll discuss tomorrow, mm-hmm. it gives peace to Nabi Musa السلام, mm-hmm. after many years of difficulties with the children of Israel. But Sayyidina, did Prophet Musa السلام, perform Hajj in his time? Yeah, he did, he did. He went with Nabi Harun, um, and they mention Shubbar and Shabir who went as well towards Mecca. Mm-hmm. Hajj, I think, was a source of solace for Nabi Musa So yes, he performed Hajj. Yeah. Sayyidina, we're going to take a few questions from WhatsApp. Yeah. Um, this one says, Assalamu alaikum. Um, how can, uh, I just tuned in with the series of Prophet uh, Lord. How can we as Muslims condemn same gender marriage while we see some Maulanas from Iran com- coming out? Open and declaring their homosexuality, this creates a contradiction between non-Muslims and us. Hold on, this, this question has got many areas that need to be broken up. Okay. Number one, if there's a Maulana from Iran, which you mentioned, there's a Maulana who's, who's got a documentary about him being gay. Mm-hmm. What's that got to do with us? That's his free will. The Maulana doesn't live in the country. He, got, he went and lived somewhere. In Europe or the Middle East, up to him what he wants to do. It's got nothing to do with us. Mm-hmm. Secondly, look, I can, I may not accept certain things, yeah. but I'll be tolerant that if they're within the society and there's a democracy and people have voted for such things, then we live within that society. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to live within that society, we'll live in a country where such things are prohibited. Yeah. Thank you very much for your time tonight. Thank you. God bless. And thank you for that beautiful, insightful discussion in the second part of the life of Prophet Musa السلام, with his brother Prophet Harun. Tomorrow is going to be the first of uh, the few parts that we've done. Prophet Musa mm-hmm. with Prophet Khidr Stay tuned for that tomorrow. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah wa barakatuh. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We encourage you to look at our audio library for more content on Quran, ethics, lifestyle and spirituality. Imam Hussain TV3, your gateway to Karbala.